Welcome to This Week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good to talk to you one more time. Another really good week in Tiger Nation. I'm excited to talk about this week. Jason, great to great to see you and talk to you this morning. Um, hello, Tiger Nation. Excited that we're, we got another week and I mean, it's, it's flying by, believe it or not. I mean, we're heading into the second half of the season, so we couldn't be more thrilled. I, absolutely. And the fact that we have a second half of the season to talk about makes it even more exciting. Exactly. Fist pumps all around there. Uh, let's get right into it. And uh, let's start talking about let's talk with the, about the bowling teams first. And I want to start with the boys because they're sitting in third place in the ECC right now and uh, bowling very strong on the season right now. 10-2 overall, 9-2 in the league, coming off of a tough loss against West Claremont. And, of course, West Claremont's undefeated on the year. Everybody everybody knows how good they are on both the boys' and the girls' side. We'll talk about the girls here in a moment. But your team has given them their two toughest matches uh, of the season thus far. And I want to focus on this most recent one because West Claremont only gets you by 81 total pins. And I break this thing down further. You beat West Claremont by 60 in the Baker games, but the second round of individuals is where they, where they came back to get you. And it doesn't help for your team, but they West Claremont has three go over 200 and one go for 264. But uh, nevertheless, a really good showing for your team uh, against the the dominant team uh, in the league thus far. How did you see the way the way the the boys bowled here? I mean, even Monty Noel bowls a four thirty three, right? I mean, does it does a does a great job. Um, obviously, team surrounding him, and and they're all bowling. You know, it's really some of their best. But then you're you're right. You got an outlier who bowls a five twenty two from West Claremont. Hats off to him. I mean, uh, or what Evan Williams, I believe is his name. Yeah. Outstanding job. So, I mean, hey, listen, that's what you get when you get the top two uh, teams. You know, someone comes out on top and, and some people just, you know, and those thrive on those uh, situations and uh, that adversity. And uh, and they, they showed up and our, our boys did, too. They just got the edge on us a little bit, um, you know, but a lot to say about our team. Uh, obviously, uh, if you're following on social media, the, our team was the Cincinnati.com uh, team of the week for bowling. So really excited for them again, Jason. I think I talked about this last time, but what a fun and exciting group to go watch and to go rally behind. Um, they're, they're, they're comical. I mean, they, they, they bring, they bring a, a skill set with them and there's a lot, a lot of fun to watch. So really exciting. Obviously mom and dad get into it as well. Um, and uh, can't leave out Joey Kapsikavich was the, uh, you know, Cincinnati.com player of the week. So excited for, for not only him, but for the team as well. And a uh, good week, bu- busy week. I mean, we have Walnut Hills. We have, um, we have uh, Winton Woods before that. And then on Sunday is our, our Cardinal Classic at Coleraine. So plenty of opportunity to uh, continue to, uh, to get better. Can they take some positives out of this West Claremont match? And I know that the result didn't go the way, but but seeing the results and knowing that it took Evan Williams of West Claremont going 258 and 264 to beat your team, can they take a positive and say, hey, it took someone going nuts for us not to come out on top there? Yeah, I think they get it, right? And I'll tell you another positive is our JV team actually beat the their JV team. Now that, that, yeah. that that's great. I mean, I think that, that happened to us last year as well, but – 
I think that's just a positive spin. It's what's coming up. Obviously, we're not going away. We're a strong program. We're going to finish strong. And we've got some we've got some people, you know, on, on JV that are continue on with this, you know, with uh, Coach Adams' legacy he's, he's created here. Uh, over on the girls' side here, as we talked last week, it's obviously been a different story compared to last year's league title. But, of course, you know, like I said, West Claremont's been un- unbeaten on the girls' side. Lebanon comes into the league. They're undefeated. Uh, over on the girls' side. But a similar story to the boys here. You've got a real good opportunity here uh, to pick, a, pick up a couple of wins and, and, and continue to build with, uh, with Winton and Walnut here. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you see them turning forward into this week? Well, I think, you know, with Ashley Gilker leading the way, I mean, she's got a 175 average. I'm sure that's only going to start to improve. Our team's got a very strong average as a team. Mm-hmm. 693. Um, again, we're in the top half of the uh, of the ECC as well. I think six and five uh, in the ECC, maybe six and six overall. So our team's strong. You're right. There's an opportunity we can we can uh, you know get a little stronger this week, um, get a couple more wins in the, in that column, and I think that you know really will set the tone uh, moving forward in the second half. So again, fun fun team, strong team. It's a small team, very tight. Yeah niche team but i think i think they they uh, work well together and uh, they'll get the best out of each other so looking forward to that what have the coaches said to that point the fact that you you have a small team and the fact that they have, uh, maybe embrace that and have come together even more uh, as the year's gone along yeah you know i think you know coach does a good job at just just letting them know that this is all we got there's there's nobody behind us so we got to stay pretty strong it's um we've got a I think create a little bit of enthusiasm so that we can get some interest uh, in filling some girls teams up in the future too. So they they get a little bit on their shoulder, not just to go out and continue to be, you know, a strong ECC team, but also to, to make sure that there's teams behind them as well. So mm-hmm. know what they're up against. There you go. So let's, uh, let's move on here and let's jump into the pool because it's a pretty big weekend coming up uh, as well in the league, the ECC championships coming up this weekend for, for swim there. How, Going into this, and we talked a little bit last week where where they are and where how they've been uh, and whatnot. How close to top form do they feel they are uh, going into these ECC championships and a very very tough league from top to bottom? Well, um, I th- I think you know they they had a, a kind of a week off for preparation, you know, getting ready for this ECC. Um, and you know, if we if we name drop uh, the the kids, the student athletes that have really shined, you know, your, uh, your Evan Lucas, Colin Blackburn and Sarah Lolly. I think they're all, you know, going, they, they do well under that pressure. They're ready for this. They've had plenty of time to prepare um, and, and to, I don't think they're in there, they're tapering yet, but I'm sure that looks a lot different with, you know, these postseasons having such different gaps in between what they're used to. Uh, so that'll create challenges for them. Uh, so, but I think, I think they've been, they've competed enough. They know, they know uh, what they have to continue to improve on and I, they're fresh and they're ready and we're ready to go. So excited for them. Let's talk about your uh, academic team here. The split with Kings to stay at 500 on a year, the three and three overall sitting in fifth in the ECC. And you look at this a little further. And a lot of times as, as I've been looking through the results across all leagues around the area, when it's, whoever wins usually is winning by a lot of points. There's usually a wide margin. You know, your first two wins over Milford came by 34 points in, in each, in each game in the two game match there. 
Your three losses, though, to two to Little Miami, who's it, it, always a, a strong academic program, and then the first loss to Kings, all of them within 15 points. And, and, and I think that's something to be said for the fact that your team is in every match and it just maybe a, a, a buzz here, a buzz there. And you're that close to being six and oh in the league right now. Do the do the student athletes there on the academic quiz team kind of feel that as well, that they're right there it, from that far away from uh, from being undefeated right now? Yeah, they, they know that they're aware of that. You know, they're you know, it's a we got a new coaching staff. We got, you know, some some uh, nice size on the team, some younger people. Um, and they're, they're aware of that and they're getting into a groove. We are, we're excited to, to host, uh, West Claremont, um, this week, tomorrow. Uh, and we're, you know, to your point. Yeah, they're, they're right there. They just need to, uh, you know, push their thumb down hit that buzzer and, uh, and, and they'll continue to, to have success. I think this is a good week for them and heading in the next week, which will be our senior week as well. So, but uh, yeah, they, they get it. They know it. They're having fun. They're, they're getting into the groove and uh, it's been an interesting year, right? It, it, we didn't know if we were going to have academic team and all of a sudden it came last minute. There's kind of yep. been all new moderators. We've got a new moderator ourselves who's doing a fantastic job. Um, so I think everyone's getting their groove on and uh you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be just fine. Something you touched on just there that I, I want to kind of expound on. And a lot of folks don't necessarily think about with the academic team. A lot, a lot of folks I'm sure would imagine that it's just a lot of studying, a lot of head heads down the books, a lot of trying to cram as much information as you can for not only this, future appearances on Jeopardy, who knows, but <laughs> I, I also, I want to get your perspective from what you've seen, not only with your own two eyes, but in talking around the program how much fun do these kids have when they get in when they sit in those chairs and they're ready to go lined up against the the opposition oh they're they're into it um just you know and i this a lot of what a lot of people don't see which is you mentioned just the setup for our we do our our competition in the media center unfortunately there can't be parents because of the way the the room set up and the size of the room but I mean, everybody's working, everybody's setting it up, everything's six feet away, everyone's, you know, putting all the, you know, the wipes around the buzzers, we're wiping everything down, they're just into it, they're into the whole, the whole sport, you know, that's part of it, the setup, the practice, the, the game, like competition for practice days, and then just getting up on the table and, and, and making it their own, they're, you know, they're into it, if you ever if were able to come to those matches, uh, you you would see that they love yeah. it. It's always it's always exciting. It's trivia, <laughs> and especially when you know a lot as those as oh. your your kids have shown that they do, which is a far cry from what a lot of other people could claim in an event like that. But uh, uh, good smart, good start nonetheless for the season for them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's move on and uh, let's hit the wrestling mat. And uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of. Uh, uh, be a little vague here as far as leading you into this topic sure. because you, your team hosted a pretty big tournament uh, over the weekend. I just want you to, to kind of talk talk to Tiger Nation about it. Take us a little inside, you know, how the operations went, the the importance of this tournament, and then ultimately how your team performed. Yeah, so then we hosted the thirty second. Uh, Tom Mahalik Loveland Duels is what we call it. Um, and the way the operations of this, you're right. It's, you know, we, we looked at six schools. Um, we have three mats. Each school, because of our COVID protocols, they are sitting in their own little section inside the gymnasium. And we did have um, our parents up top in our mezzanine, 
you know, two per, per roster kid. So, you know, we have to be very cautious about all those protocols. Um, but just to, it's a pool, so it's not bracketed. So every team is going to wrestle um, every team there, and then there's going to be a winner on top based on, based on record. And uh, the Tigers went 5-0, and so really excited. I mean, Jason, I'll tell you, it came down to, um, you know, we were Division II's number one team in the city, which is Ross. It came down to the very last matches uh, to find out who was going to win that. Uh, both of us were 4-0 heading into that. Uh, we came out on top. And uh, it, it was a great, it's a great feeling to know that, you know, that we won that. That's a big tournament for us. That name Mahalik is big here in Loveland and we like to defend that, that Loveland duels. So that's kind of how operationally it looked. Uh, I'm going to throw out some names because these kids, they, they deserve sure. it. Um, we got our uh, Brett Hogan, who's now 12 and four. I mean, we've got double digit wrestlers. We, think about that, you know, as, as where we are right now, where we thought we we're going to be at the very beginning of the season, you can't even handshake, but our kids are, you know, in double digits <laughs> now. Uh, Ty Harder, uh, 11 and five. We've got Alex Harrison, 11 and four. Uh, Jake Case, 11 and five with eight pins. Uh, Gavin Folzengraf, 12 and four with nine pins. Uh, Jared Mendoza, 14 and two with 10 pins. Uh, Tristan Greaterex, 12 and four with seven pins, 285 Sawyer Bowen, 12 and four with five pins. So these kids are getting the experience. They're having a season. It might not look like the invitationals that we've had in the years past, but we're able to, uh, put on a, a safe duels, uh, meet for them. And we're trying to support them as much as possible. We're going to do it again with our, our JVs, uh, this weekend as well. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. Wrestlers are, are, are doing a great job and they're having the, season, the successful season they, they train for. When you host an event like this, this team, and obviously you always want to defend home turf and you bring all these quality programs. And as you said, Ross, the number one team in division two uh, in the area, and you're able to beat them at this point in the year with all those great wrestlers that you just went through and, and told us some of the breakdown with how they perform. How big of a launching pad can that be for them the rest of the season to know that they took on a team like Ross and several others in one place and beat them all? Yeah, I think it's it's we've been we've been doing this now. We've we've gotten beaten and we and we've beaten other teams, but we've went up against Lakota East, who I think was ranked sixth in the city. We went up against Lebanon, um, who who beat us, but it was a great matchup. You know, it comes down a couple times to Lakota East, comes down to the final couple matches. Uh, we got it handed to us by Lebanon, um, you know, and then we're able to do to do what we can do the teams as well. So I think we're, you know, we're in the top 10 in, in the city in division one. Uh, and I think wrestling that type of athlete, those types of teams is what's going to propel you because we're going to have a postseason. ECCs, you know, aren't far away and uh, the postseason just just right after that. So if you want to be the best, you have to wrestle the best. And certainly that's what Coach Schweitzer is doing. Um, he's presenting those types of teams to our athletes and putting us in those in, in those types of situations. And, and our guys are responding. And more importantly, they'll, they'll be able to respond once the postseason gets here. Let's talk about your basketball teams now. Let's start with the boys, and they have had some really tough luck uh, as of late here. And this schedule, the last five games they've played, has been just brutal for them to try to go up against. You've, you've had Mason, Turpin, Lebanon, Aiken, 
and then Anderson to finish off these last five games here. And, and, and they, and they, and your teams dropped though, all five of those, but I want to focus on the last four in particular. And the reason why I say it is because we're looking at a six point loss to Turpin that overtime thriller against Lebanon, you come up short by two Aiken, you lose by one Anderson uh, uh, spreads out a little bit, but they get you by 11 uh, in that game. So th- these four games, your team has lost by a combined 20 points. So they're, they're right there with some of these really, really good teams, not only in the ECC, but from around uh, Cincinnati with uh, Aiken and Mason as well. Uh, how has the attitude been around the team in this stretch where they seemingly have had night after night the opportunity to win, but in the end, the bounce just doesn't go their way? Yeah, I mean, the, the scoreboard, you know, right, it says it at the end. But, I mean, in the locker room, these these – these guys realize it. The, the athletes realize it. The coaches realize it. They are knocking on the door of some of the best teams in, in the city, uh, to, to your point. And, you know, th- these guys, they're a fun group. Uh, they're, you know, they've had their ups and their downs. Obviously, they're, you know, with uh, kids that, you know, can't come to practice and then they come in. So they're always working with different with, with different athletes, uh, different strengths, different uh, weaknesses. Uh, they're, they're working through their adversity. Um, you know, the instruction time has gone down a little bit because maybe some of them weren't here. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, your traditional names, your, your, your Sam Cox, your Ann Craybacher, you know, those guys are, those guys are doing fine, you know, and I think, you know, I'll give a shout out to, uh, you know, DeMarco Johnson, who's a junior, he's coming off the bench. Uh, I mean, he's stepping up in these, in these times as well. So at the very least, you know, we're pretty bench deep. Uh, anyone could come off play, be a part of the team and know that heading into the second half of the season, after being, you know, kind of goes back to our wrestling conversation after being exposed to the best. I mean, well, okay, now you know what it takes. Uh, These guys aren't giving up. They they show up every day. They do everything that's asked of them. They work hard. They're a great group together and, you know, go, the whole goal is to turn that, turn that corner. Um, And it doesn't slow down, Jason. We have three home games this week. We've got Kings tonight, uh, Tuesday, and then on Friday, we've got West Claremont. And then on Saturday, out of conference, we're hosting Sycamore. So plenty of opportunity uh, for guys to come in and continue to get better. Over on the uh, girls' side, we talked a lot about their successes last week and, and everything surrounding the program with Coach Parker, Parker and everything he's going to. Let's stick on the floor uh, this week here. Still atop the league, 12-2 and two overall, but – Dropped the first conference game of the year. I think caught some people by surprise here, falling to uh, to Walnut Hills, uh, forty-seven to forty in a in a game where your team shoots just thirty-six percent from the floor and only knocks down uh, one three. There, I'm sure. Like I said, I'm sure it, t- it took some people by surprise, but it's also seemed like a night where shots just didn't fall, and that happens uh, sometimes. Is there any concern there from Coach Parker, or are they looking at just more th- at this type of this game here against Walnut as just one of those off nights? I think it's a, it's a learning lesson, right? It's an opportunity. Uh, you get behind early. It's hard to get back yeah. up. I mean, they, they brought it back all the way to four, uh, but you're right. They couldn't make their free throws and you're not making free throws and you, you're not making points. Uh, so, you know, and then, you know, uh, Walnut had, you know, their best player came. We didn't, she wasn't in the lineup the first time this time she was, I think she, she knocked down 19 points. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the difference maker. So, yeah. Um, you know, so you're right. We had, we had, we had our opportunities and then we just didn't produce on that. But the good thing is, is, um, we are at Milford. We, we did, we had to reschedule a game for Witten Woods that was scheduled for, uh, this week. That's going to be at the end of the season on February 6th. 
but uh, we're looking forward to uh, going to Milford, playing at Milford on the 23rd on Saturday. So the girls will rebound. They're tough. They're a tough team. They're a good team. They're a resilient team. You know, uh, they, they, you know, they're going to, they're going to respond to that. Lastly, before I let you go here, there, there's another interesting tidbit that we saw come out of Loveland Tigers athletics uh, since we last convened. Uh, we, some schools out there are starting to get indoor track programs going, but one of the things I want to, uh, that caught me by surprise and, and I'll, I'll get your take on this here. Uh, it, it, it's, it's the middle of January. It's cold outside. Am I right? Oh, it's snowing. <laughs> Thank you. And, and I'm seeing on, on social media that the Loveland tiger outdoor track team started this season in the Mason winter distance carnival. First of all, who's deciding to, that, that they want to, what, what's, what's going on with the team? They decide they want to run in 20 degree weather when it's rain, when it's snowing out like this. And number two, what kind of, in t- what kind of guts does that take for them to want to do this two months before their season is supposed to start? Oh, our kids are so hungry. All they want to do is compete. You know, I coach Nestor, you know, uh, coach Lofman, you know, yeah, they're the ones that they, they, they have all their, their track, you know, coaches, their friends, their colleagues, all they want to do is get out and compete. So we had an opportunity at Mason. They kind of put the carnival together. I mean, you saw it, it's snowing and they're out yeah. there running in their, you know, in their jerseys. It's, it's unbelievable. And they're having fun doing it and they're running hard. They're doing relays. Uh, it's, it was outstanding. Um, and, you know, I think it, it really says a lot for all these coaches in this area about what type of product they like to, to put out in Southwest Ohio. Um, you know, and it's really all for the kids of just getting out there, give them an opportunity to compete. You got, you know, they, they weren't around in the spring. It all got cut. So these guys are just wanting to get out and compete. And I think that was a way to say, Hey, here's what's to come. So, you know, we went out, had a great time, had a lot of relay, uh, races and, and just, you know, obviously if you saw it on Twitter, it's, you know, interviewing kids and, and everyone just having a great time, just glad to be out there. Um, so I'm happy for them. I can't wait for their season to get here, but yeah, you're right. So thanks to Mason and everyone that hosted that for us. Would you have gone out there and run? (laughs) No, no. At a treadmill. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That, that, yeah. that, that's too much there. But yeah. uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, it takes a special kind of toughness to be willing to do that. And uh, yeah. especially coming off of a, a, a track season last spring that was uh, that, that couldn't be had. So good to, right. good to see them uh, do, taking some extraordinary steps to get back to competition. And uh, it, it echoes for all your sports, even the ones that are currently in the middle of their seasons, everything they've had to go through. And uh, right now, doing a really good job of uh, getting through the season as you said we're into the second half of the season uh thus far so uh, credit to all of them uh into you as well brian it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch the the development of that as we've gone through this winter sports season you know you know jason i got to give a couple props i didn't i wasn't able to do that to, to our divers who went yeah. out to, to went out to milford on friday they dove three days in a row so it was milford on friday then we had the coaches classic at uh west claremont so that was saturday and sunday so and then the ecc is coming up so sydney keel this this is for uh at milford placed fourth uh at, at milford and then uh 12th in the coaches classic we've got morgan eversall who placed sixth at milford and then she ended up 20th in the, in the coaches classic uh callie egan seventh at milford and 16th in the coaches classic um 
and Sarah Mueller, who placed eighth at Milford. So we've got really four good divers that are giving it at all in these in these uh, crazy times. So I got to give them a shout out three days of, in a row of competition, and they are ready for the ECCs this week. And we will certainly be looking forward to uh, talking about that next week when we reconvene once again, hopefully a couple of league titles to talk about as well. Uh, I, I don't think you would argue with that, would you? Nope. Bring it. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought there. Uh, Brian, appreciate the time. We'll look forward to it a week from now, hopefully with those titles behind you. Yeah. Hey, Jason, it was great uh, talking to you. Thanks for, for having yeah. me in uh, Tiger Nation. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. That is Athletic Director Brian Knatzer at Loveland High School joining us for this week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on lovelandtigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sodom Sports.